Welcome to episode three of the Combat Sewers. I'm your host, Manpreet, aka MMA Lock of the Night, and your boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. And as always, I'm joined by my host, Tony. That's right. What's up? All right. Three, and there's going to be some Game of the Thrones spoilers in three, two, one. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing this real quick. We, we got to fucking kick this shit off with this. <laughs> Just saying. I know we talked about it on the way here. Yeah. Okay. But we're still going to fucking talk about it. Cool. And also, before uh, anybody says anything, we got our little boy Glitch here. Who's going to be making an appearance every now and then. And I'm completely okay with that. I don't give a fuck. If you guys yeah. hate it, fuck you. <laughs> and he fucking loves Tony for some reason. So oh, yeah. He's going to be all over Tony. Regardless. Um, Game of Thrones. Potential spoilers. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about was... Uh, when do you think it's right for somebody to be able to talk about Game of Thrones out in public? A.K.A. post about it on oh. social media or anything like that. What's your, say- what's, your, what's your... I go with like two days. So two if it's days? Sunday, like by Tuesday, spoilers are going to be out and you got to anticipate that. So like if you were active on social media, which you're obviously mm, not, no, yeah. you would feel comfortable on Tuesday of yeah. you know, two days after. It'd be- it's such a big show that you like, you know, if you don't keep up with it, something's going to get spoiled. So you kind of have to watch it. Like we'll give you the one day buffer. Yes. And uh, um, who brought it up? Uh, Brennan Shop on uh, Big Brown Breakdown or Below the Belt, Below whatever the hell yeah, it's yeah. called now. Um, he was talking about how in the UK, because they have to wait a little yep. bit, so you got to allow for the whole world to watch it. So yeah. I'd say Tuesdays. Tuesdays? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. And you can't like fucking do the whole, you know, a month after you still can't talk about it. Fuck no, you. No, no, you know no. I mean, show's too big. If you're that big of a fan of Game of Thrones, yeah. you are caught up or you're in the process of being caught up. And you're going to watch it within the next month. If, if you're online in any way, then you have to know it's going to get spoiled. Exactly. So either Don't, stay offline or yes. watch it. Like that, in this day and age, that's just yeah. that's the only option. But people, people just can't stay off Twitter. They can't yeah. stay off Instagram. Yeah, I, I can. Mean, I know. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm the same way too with UFC and stuff. I'll completely yeah, sh- yeah exactly. Dark, put your, dark mode put my your phone. phone away, yeah. I tell people on my fucking MMA lock of the night Twitter as well. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm off for the fucking tonight. I'm not going to watch anything. Don't expect to hear anything from me. Yeah. I tell you as well, right? Before yeah, the yeah, about yeah, yeah. We gotta not tell watch each it. other. No spoilers. Yeah, we gotta tell <laughs> each other. Not watch it. No spoilers. I think we both spoiled it for each other before, so we we have to warn exactly. <laughs> I will save the further Game of Thrones talk for another <laughs> episode because there's still a lot to come. We got three op- three episodes left, but uh, after the se- uh, season finale or series finale, I want to have a little bit of a segment segment with Tony, Tony right, where cool. we I'm wrap so up the entire that. fucking season. So one of our uh, main stories is going to be Game of Thrones, and you guys are just going to have to fucking deal with it. So. There's timestamps at the bottom <laughs> for a reason, all right? Anyway, um, so let's just fucking kick things off right off the bat. This month started pretty much with a bang. We got UFC 236 right off the bat, and the guys headlining were obviously very worthy of headlining, uh, but I kind of showed my dissatisfaction with the fact that they made this for an interim lightweight belt. Yeah. We had Max Holloway 100%. against Dustin, uh, Dustin Poirier. I was about to say Dustin Ortiz. Uh, but Max Holloway against Dustin Poirier, uh, great fucking fight. It lived up to the hype, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. um, starting off with you, like, what, what what are your initial thoughts coming off of that fight? Uh, you know, where does Poirier go from here? Where does Holloway go from here? I what, what do you think? I think I think I mentioned in the last one too that this was the like this was the ideal outcome for everybody. Yes, in terms of like I Holloway can go back down to featherweight. Well. This yeah. lightweight experiment. Didn't go that well until he took he took a lot of goddamn lot damage. Of damage. He took a lot of damage in this fight. Yeah. It's funny. Right before the fight started, I was like, you know what? I honestly think Poirier is about to win this. Wow. And I was kind of annoyed <laughs> I didn't put any money on it. I did not bet on it at all. But yeah, yeah. I actually had that feeling um, just in terms of uh, 
just uh, his fighting style. Like he's good in, in close at brawling and Holloway can get hit. Like he, he gets hit. He, he, he lost the third round to Ortega and was getting hit a bit. And I, I remember thinking about that round. And I'm like, man, I feel like Poirier could take way more advantage of it than Ortega could. And I think he could get him. And, and just the fact that Poirier finished Gaethje in the fourth, I mean, I was like, yo, he's got the cardio to keep up a good pace. He can deal with that, that level of pressure. So, uh, I'm, overall, I'm super happy for Dustin Poirier, too. The only thing this really fucks up is Max Holloway's legacy. Like, not completely fucks uh, up, but it, like... Yeah, it, it, know, it wasn't... He tried, it, he lost. Considering how he looked off the Ortega fight, and then how much he got hit in this, it was a little alarm... Or a little, like, damn. Like, one really? thing a lot of people I, I thought are you'd really, be able to... One thing a lot of people are overlooking is the fact that... Brian Ortega is more of a punching bag than Dustin Ortega. Yeah, 100%. Poirier, but right? even against Aldo, who hits hard and has great striking. But he got tagged in those fights, too. Right? I wouldn't say at this level. Nowhere close like, to this level. Nowhere close to this he, amount. He still yeah. got hit in those Aldo's fights. But yeah. Dustin Poirier, we, we know he has the better gas tank than Jose Aldo's. So yeah, yeah, that's he's true. He's going to be able to 100%. put it on a little bit more. So I was a little bit... Uh, I was kind of even it, kicking okay. myself after. I was like, fuck, why aren't I... Like clue into these things, and yeah. at the price that he was at, around like okay. plus one eighty or so, he was definitely worth a shot. Hundred percent. Holloway has this thing where he he gets in, hits you, and then can slide just out of range, slide back in, and, and that that really throws guys off. And he couldn't really do he that. Do that it was like that's. Uh, well, I don't know. I blanked out on my thought. I'm now. trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how I scored the fight, but there was what? What was it? The fourth round where he busted him up with that knee? Yeah, knee or elbow some, or some people are trying to say that there's an argument for Holloway no. taking three rounds. No, no, no. And the, I did see that. Well, I they did were see pointing, that chatter out there. but It was kind of pointing out the flaws in the in the, the judging system because overall, everybody can agree Dustin Poirier won the fight, but yeah. there's an actual argument that could be made on a round-by-round -round basis for a Holloway, Holloway. win. Uh, I think I'd have was, to watch that fight I think back it was three, to... four, and five. They were saying that you can actually make... Uh, an argument for I, I think Poirier definitely won. Wasn't it one of those later rounds where he got busted up really bad and then Poirier started to put it on a little bit? I'm trying yeah. to remember. Remember he got that big gash on his. That forehead. was a round four, and I that think was Hollow four. Holloway was actually a lot of. I think most people actually scored that round for Holloway because he, huh. he he he. So outside of that, lot. outside of that strike, he was getting lit up. Yeah, but not getting I, lit up, but like I think that's the round that where people were kind of on the fence about. But then I thought it was kind of uh, easy to score one, two, five, Poirier, three, Holloway, and then four. Maybe for you, you either way, three, three, two, four, one. You touched on it right at the beginning where you said that this is the outcome that most people were, were going to yeah. be most satisfied with because we we get to maintain the order of things. Yeah, it, right? it, it kind of like balances things out and gets rid of a it's, little bit of chaos. Like you know what I mean? Of the featherweight champ is now the there interim is still, lightweight there champ. There is still an asterisk on the order of things for the lightweight division because a bit, yeah, Tony Ferguson, right? Like, but you okay, you know what I'm not too mad about now is that it seems like Poirier and Khabib are probably going to fight in September. Which means they could turn around for like February, February, March, and maybe based on what Ferguson's going through, they should not. He can make, wait till then. I, I don't know if their stance is to actually make uh, Tony Ferguson fight again, but he should not. Like, they're probably going to be, they're probably going to be giving him fights, especially like he's coming off some issues and stuff. They might want to give him that little bit of a warm up fight. So you like they, you know how they did it with Pettis, where yeah. he, Pettis was clearly not ranked high enough to get a Ferguson fight, but Ferguson's coming off that injury, so they gave him Pettis. I think they should kind of give him maybe a similar type of deal where it's like Here. an e very beatable opponent right, just... for him, but some to shake the rust off. But I don't know if he'll take it at this point. He he's he's it looks I'm pretty sure I've seen a few tweets where he's just like, you know, champ shit only. So I think he only wants the belt. Let me let me throw this one in for you. It. Let me throw this one name out for you. Okay. Hashtag, even before I say it, hashtag would watch. Yeah. Just, is it? Nate Diaz. Okay. 
It's a money fight for him. You know what? Uh, I know Nate Diaz is not that relevant in the lightweight division, but it is still a fight where Tony Ferguson, it's very winnable for him. That's what I mean. It's That's why I don't mind it. It's pre- very winnable. because like, I know you're about to say Justin Gaethje, and I'm, Gaethje, I'm, yeah. on, I'm on board with that. But that's also too. too tough a fight for Ferguson exactly. in terms of taking damage. Like He doesn't exactly. need that fight. Exactly. Avoid so, that fight when you can get I a think, title fight. I think most hardcore fans would want to say that they want to see Justin Gaethje and uh, Tony Ferguson yeah. go at it, right? But if you really think about it, the, the more logical Nate, thing is, especially if you're a Tony Ferguson fan, is Tony Ferguson against Nate Diaz because he gets his feet wet again. He gets a W. Like, like, there's no way that I can realistically see Nate Diaz winning this. He could obviously outbox him on the feet and pressure him, he but could pressure him. But Ferguson does that, and did, just the Diaz good has good Diaz jiu-jitsu gets hit too. too. He gets hit. He has good jujitsu, and Tony Ferguson. They actually, really, uh, they're actually very similar now. Now that I'm thinking, thinking about, about it, yeah, like, they kind of like, they just <laughs> do the I'm same things. this fight together in my head, I'm like, oh, wait a they second. They do this, the same things. How, 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 you know. How much more of an advantage does Tony Ferguson have in this fight than he does in a fight against Justin Gaethje? In the Justin Gaethje fight, you're putting up with a lot of pressure, a lot of leg kicks, um, good wrestling. So maybe Tony Ferguson might not, might not even it's be able mostly, to get this fight to the ground. Yeah. So mostly just boxing with Nate Diaz, but it's the same similar type of style. Maybe more pitter patter than you're actually getting. But just power. the fact that Nate's been off for so long, it seems like you know you you should probably be, probably be able to get that fight. Yeah, realistically, I don't want to hear when anybody mention fight? Tony Ferguson's. I think the last fight was the Connor fight, UFC two. So that was three years ago. Uh, yeah, Th- that was in twenty sixteen. Was it twenty sixteen? So I, I, I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah. God damn, he was booked to fight Dustin Poirier in November. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that they, just never happened. It was such a fiasco at the end there, but. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, so, but for for money wise, yeah, fine. He could take that fight, but realistically, I think he should just so, wait for the belt. Might so we've wait a while, we've though. covered Dustin Poirier in the lightweight division. Yeah, Max Holloway. Now he goes back down to one forty five. He's going to defend his belt. Yeah. Who is most deserving? Um, I think. We I got think the, we got the rankings just up here, so we can. I think easily, um, you got to go with uh, Volkanovski if he beats Aldo. So you don't want to give Aldo a third shot. <laughs> if, if well, if Aldo no. beats Volkanovski, no. yeah, he's on a three-fight win streak, no, and no, maybe no. rankings-wise, he deserves it. But nah, man, no. he got beat down twice. I don't see why it would go any differently, really. If Aldo beats Volkanovski, oh, it, yeah. they should do Zabit versus Aldo. Why not? Sure, why not? Right. I, well, I think I think honestly, I think they're already working on Ortega and Zabit though. Oh. Pff. I think that's uh, what they're cool trying to do. I'm cool with that. I'm I think that's what they're absolutely trying to do. okay with. Or I might that. just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure I saw that it somewhere. Yo, honestly, then if Aldo wins, I think I think they just do give Frankie the shot. There's literally no one else. Because if Aldo wins, he still won. Ortega's coming off a loss. Volkanovski would be coming off a loss. Moicano's off a loss. Zabit's there. <laughs> not ready for a shot. Taylor. Frankie's yeah. coming off. Uh, a win over Cub, at least, even though it's been yeah, a while. You know what? Jeez, and, that actually makes. And a that's bit the sense. only guy that if Holloway you, if has you referred to the rankings. That actually makes yeah. a little bit of sense because you got Mursad Bektik at nine. Josh Emmett's not really up there. So yeah, essentially, uh, Aldo could really, Aldo could really kind of fuck up the whole contender list if he beats Volkanovski. But if Volkanovski wins, hundred percent, he, he gets a shot. He gets the he, he gets, gets a shot. shot easy because he'll he'll probably jump to one. Yeah, f- for number sure. four beating number one. I mean, you know, he's gonna at least number two. I think the thing. I think the right move here is to beat against Ortega. Frankie gets a shot if Aldo wins. Volkanovski gets a shot if he wins. Yeah, easy. Uh, if not, why not book? Uh, I think they Moicano just hinted that he has a fight booked, so he's slowly going to get back on the path of a potential title shot. 
like losing Aldo is one thing, right? So it's a it's yeah. a loss, but yeah. it's a decent loss. So yeah, Aldo can still throw. But that I want to see Zabit Ortega now that you fucking said that. I fuck this I, Yair noise. I don't want to. I wonder if I'm making that up. I swear I heard that. Maybe I don't know. There's definitely nothing booked. I would definitely know if something's booked. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> nothing's definitely confirmed. But yeah. Uh, so we get yeah. So we got Holloway pretty much waiting for what's going on with Volkanovski and Otto. Thankfully, which is happening in like two weeks, we yeah, got right? UFC Ottawa this weekend and then UFC two thirty seven next weekend. He's not. I'm pretty sure he's not even the co-headliner. Well, obviously you got Anderson no, Silva there. I just saw his top three. Yeah, it was Cannonier Silva as the co-main event, and then even the uh, the fight where he fought on uh, where he fought Moicano, he was third from the top, even though it was a fight night. So it was Marais Asanso main event. Uh, there was somebody in the co-main event. It definitely wasn't his fight though. There was another big fight on that card. I just can't fucking remember it off the top of my head. I rem. I- are you sure he wasn't co-main? I'm, I'm pretty certain. I swear he was co-main. I'm pretty certain there's okay. another there's another fight on the card, but I'm not gonna look back at it. Cause I, I was looking back at it just recently. Sure remember that. Anyway, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's pretty much covering the, the lightweight featherweight division. Right thing, there. Yeah, yeah, it, what's up? It's kind of weird when you look at the featherweight rankings that if Aldo wins, there's no clear cut contender for the belt. Because like we've always known featherweight to be like, you know, killers. Edgar. But even that yeah. would be like a little bit of a, uh, I guess. I guess. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so much older. Like Edgar in his prime, fine, but he's older. And after that Ortega loss, I don't think he's ever going to be the same. At, at, I don't at, know. He got the Cub win, which is something. So he can still win. Yeah. Um, but it was yeah. just that was that was a bad loss to Ortega. I wouldn't mind seeing the Edgar Holloway fight, though, that's man. Like that's over. that's a fight that we were supposed to get. But I feel honestly, just because Holloway's so much <laughs> bigger, yeah, he'd yeah. probably tee him up. But you know. That would literally be the only option if Aldo wins. <laughs> eh. Hopefully right. Volkanovski wins then. <laughs> I, I'm really, I, I really think Volkanovski is going to win. Yeah. And He's got to watch out, though, because he got yeah. clipped and rocked by Chad Mendez, who couldn't put him out, but Aldo Cracks. would probably yeah. be able to finish him there. So yeah. I don't That's know. It's a very intriguing fight, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's just move right the fuck on to our uh, top performer of the month. I'm going to kick things off, because I fucking want to. Okay. <laughs> um... I had uh, Israel Adesanya up there, um, and uh, I wanted to go with uh, Jack Hermanson. However, there's one guy who I think blew everybody out of the water, um, Khalil Roundtree. Yeah, that was... Um, I thought he looked... Uh, I know we're going to touch on it a little bit more uh, later in the, in the show, but I thought he looked really good. Uh, you know, a lot of people had Eric Anders in that fight. I know a lot of people lost money on mm-hmm. Eric Anders there because he just didn't look like who the fuck he looked like. But, uh, you know, Khalil Roundtree is kind of a, you know, he, he is reemerging as that budding prospect in the light heavyweight division. You know what I mean? Like, one fight is all it takes. Everybody kind of already wrote him off. They're like, yo, he's just a good power puncher for like three and a half minutes of the first round or maybe two minutes of the first round, a minute in the second round, and then 30 seconds in the third round. And if he can't put you out, he probably won't get put out other than Johnny Walker. But, you know, um, Michel Oleksijak, the guy uh, who just yep. knocked out uh, Antigulov, you know, he went three full rounds with uh, Clear Entry as well. Um, it's always been the cardio and grappling. It's been that's the cardio knock. for him. That's, that, knock, that's, yeah. that's the main thing there. But he really showed out here. You know, Joe Rogan even fucking got him on his show pretty much right just, after. Just because of that performance. Just because of that yeah. performance. I think he nutted at least seven times <laughs> watching that fight over and kicks. over again. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I definitely thought he was a top performer of the month. And right behind him, like a, a notch below him. Jack Hermanson for me, you know what I mean? To come in on short notice against a vet like Jacare Souza, who is pretty much, who should be fighting for a title at, at this point, 
Um, you know, Hermanson comes in there, dominates in a way that a lot of people didn't think he would e- either, which is with his top game. Uh, yeah, you know, the, he won he a lot of the rounds. Him. He outgrappled Jacare Souza, and everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you going to the to that with him?" Uh, but we're going to be touching on Hermanson a little bit deeper uh, a little a little bit later in the show. So I got Claire Ranchi right at the top, one A, let's say, and Jack Hermanson one B for top performer of the month. What do you got? Okay, I also went with Khalil. Just because I, I thought it was kind of clear cut in terms of like, whoa, like who who do you think kind of blew you blew you away? Like, holy shit, what the Especially hell was Especially as a that? dog, as much of a dog as he was in that, in that fight yeah, too, right? Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's out of any fight I've ever seen, that's as close to a finish as you can get and and not four actually get a finish. Four knockdowns, I think he got four in, knockdowns. Fuck, in one round, I'm in gonna, one round. That's like a 10-6, 10-7. Then, so round. that was a fight where I actually bet the fight does not go to deci- decision and lost. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my luck of the night That plays. was ridiculous. So I'm wanna, I actually want to go back and look through the fight metrics for the last however many events and see when the last time there was four knockdowns in a fight without never. a finish. That's never happened. I, I don't l- think that gonna, has ever I, happened. I will do the digging and I will let you know. Definitely not in one round, but I don't even think that's happened in a fight. Well, that actually, I swear Kelvin got knocked down later in that night three times in the fifth How round. About, right? uh, Edgar, oh, actually, wait. Both you know what? Kelvin might have actually been knocked down four or more times in, in, in their fight. I might. I think it was three times in just the fifth round. I'll try to pull that up later yeah. and see Anyways. if we can, we can see um, that. Uh, so, Khalil. Sh- shout outs for me. Diego Lima, just because I love him. Um, I know that wasn't like overall, like in terms of like just in general, a great, amazing performance, but for a Diego Lima, because he's always been good at striking, but he always gets fucked up by these grapplers. And Court McGee's style of high pace and grappling, I thought, like, we we both kind of thought that Court McGee was going to be able to pressure him and use his grappling and cardio and beat Diego. Diego was able to keep him off him, and I, I, I did think that if it stayed striking, he would win, but I just didn't think it would stay striking. And he he was able to keep it on the feet, win the whole fight easily. That I thought that was a really impressive I'm, win for someone like him over Court, Court I'm, McGee. I'm glad that you brought this fight up because I do, I, I do want to spend at least two minutes on it. In terms of the, uh, the decision, you think it's clear-cut? No split yeah. decision needed. No, 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 no. I you thought Diego think the, the, 100% th- the won. third round where Court McGee dropped him. Do you think that warranted uh, warranted oh, the round for him? Remember? Okay, no. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the third round mo- that, that third round much. Was I remember yeah. Diego Lima pick, and then he got apart, dropped. Okay, got so dropped. maybe you can give McGee the third round. I don't remember each round sure individually, like what happened yeah. exactly, but I just remember the entire fight. It was mostly yeah. Diego easily beating him stand up. Like I mean, he yeah. was getting cracked, Court McGee. Yeah. And then, yeah, he couldn't I get thought his it was, I thought the first round was close, too. I, I'm trying to remember. I think damage-wise, it was too. kind of clear-cut, though. Yeah? But, no? Yeah. Okay. I, I, again, I'm not mad at it. You know, I, I lost two split decisions that night. That was one of them. John Lineker, Corey Sandhagen, the other one. But yep. regardless, do, do, you, do we want to give some shout-outs to Corey Sandhagen here? Um, yeah, another one right. for me, um, Mike Perry. Yes, because I, I don't know, man. Stylistically, I didn't think he would do really well against Cowboy, but I guess a lot of that fight was kind of Cowboy being sloppy, doing his little sloppy thing. But I thought Cowboy Oliveira that third round though, where you just you knew he just wilted and gave up. Remember when he just went on the cage and he was just defending and letting Barry fucking go a ham on him? Yeah, I, you're, I, you're I just giving thought, okay, up the round there. That's I did, I that's just significant thought, okay. con, kind of fair thing. enough. Yeah, because that's the problem with Cowboy. He's got all the skills in the world, but he just doesn't... He fights like an idiot at at some points where he just goes too wild and crazy. But 
just for the caliber of name like if you look at Oliver's performances overall oh, and especially yeah. the names that he's oh, yeah, fought yeah. and done well this against this is a good good name I for thought Mike like men like yeah when you look yeah. at Mike Perry's recent record for him yeah. to get that win I thought that was it's really impressive win. for him yeah it was that's a good a win very very big win so, yeah, maybe that sets up a fight with him and uh, Darren Till I wouldn't mind seeing that I know Till needs some time off he's got a lot of shit going on uh, Did you hear the fallout a bit? It was uh, like he got fined like ten, eleven thousand, and now he's deleted all his uh, social oh media accounts. God. Yeah, he's, he's so. going to disappear for a bit. So he sure. needs to get his shit together. He's definitely yeah. going to disappear. I don't for know if he's going to be booked anytime soon. <laughs> uh, well, let's just get fucking into our next topic, which is pretty much Jack Hermanson busting yeah. onto the middleweight scene. Two, what is that? Two wins in what thirty days? Let's call it thirty days. Yeah. Right. When when was the? Uh, it was March twenty eighth. I'm pretty sure. Ah, I'm pretty days. sure that was okay. March twenty eighth. So roughly yeah, in, in thirty one days month, yeah. in one month's time, Jack Hermanson finishes David Branch within less than a minute, right? Mm-hmm. He guillotine power guillotine chokes him, uh, gets that win there, and then comes into this fight with Jacare Souza on only like two or three weeks' notice, very very short notice, and uh, pretty much stamps his spot in the f- top mm-hmm. five, right? He better be in the top five. I got to fucking look uh, at he, this well, shit. he just beat number three, so he yeah. better be top five. UFC rankings don't fail us now. I don't have the... Yeah, okay, Jack Manson, number five. He's All right, five, I'm not exactly. mad at that. Luke Rockhold is obviously going to get taken off that because he's fighting at light heavyweight. Yeah, I don't less know why he's not been taken off those So once he, once he maybe makes that debut at light heavyweight, they'll take him off. So Jack Manson will probably be probably be around number four, mm-hmm. right? So And I guess they're going to do... Yo, yeah, Romero with Coast. You know what? If they don't, if Hermanson's actually able to fight, Romero will probably be the fight that he would want to take. Hermanson Romero, I yeah. like that. But I think I Hermanson, think Hermanson keeps calling out uh, fucking Chris Weidman though. I don't think he. Oh, there's no, there's, there's no yeah, need for that fight. There's I'm because yeah. like we we were supposed to get Jock races against Yoel Romero. Yoel pulls out. Jack Hermanson steps in, beats Jock. Yeah, Jockery. Why not give him Yoel Romero now? You know what? I think the only issue would be that Romero's looking to come back now. Hermanson's had two fights. He's probably going to want to sit out for a I'm bit. I'm sure he'd and be I down think... and like fight in like December or something. And yeah. Well can wait I think, long. honestly, I am I think they're going to book the Costa fight with Romero. They seem in like dead set. I wouldn't, you know fight. what? <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind that, actually. Where Chris Weidman and Gaslam, yeah. who uh, Paulo Paulo Costa is right below it, number was eight. number eight. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Weidman Gaslam, you said? Rematch? No, no, no. Hermanson Weidman. But oh Hermanson's yeah, that, just coming, that just wouldn't make sense for yeah. Hermanson, man. Weidman's yeah. just not coming up. Like poor Weidman, he just he's he's fought like everybody in the top five or six, and he's like one and four against them. He, he looked just, good in that Jockery fight too. He, he, look he looked he looked offensively good, but defensively, Jockery just walked yeah. him down and was still landing. So you you got to do something about that. Like it's crazy when Jockery gets into that like third round mode, where he just fucking. Well, yeah, he realizes he's like okay, like. Whatever this dancing stuff Weidman's doing is clearly getting me. I can't do anything about that. I'm just gonna eat them. Throw bombs. I'm just gonna eat them and yeah, counter with bombs and yeah, he started to get paid off for him, but hundred percent because that was a fight that he was probably going on to lose. No, Jockery. That's what everybody was saying. They're like, oh, uh, you know, Weidman had the first two rounds in the bag and he was probably gonna win that. And I'm like, I don't know. I I I had it one one, and then Jockery was pressuring in that third. He was winning that round. he hit, he clipped he? him a couple times. Oh yeah, that might. Yeah. I, I thought the fight was kind of closer to even than Weidman winning, but either way, he got that crazy knockout so we at got, the end. We got Jack Manson pretty much spoiling uh, Jacare's career. You know what I mean? How much more it, does he have another run left him in? You know, you know what? what you mean? might put him back down. He needs to win at least two max three more fights to be considered for a title shot. I, I, I Jacare is like one of those guys where it's like. 
how did he never get a title I shot? I mean, he was in talks for best. a title shot since like 2013. It's been like six years, I swear, he's been on top. He, likes, he steamrolled Bellator's middleweight champion. Yeah. Right, I mean, he like, was he was beating everybody. Even the the Gasolum fight. I thought he won that fight. So in my opinion, during this Jacare whole time, during this whole time, that? his only loss was realistically to Robert Whitaker in this whole yeah, stretch until until the Jack Hermanson fight. I didn't think he lost to Gasolum, but yeah, it, I I agree. It probably should have been uh, Adesanya Jacare. But I actually think uh, Adesanya would have had an easier time with Jacare than uh, Gasolum stylistically wise. Hmm. Gastelum has like the boxing and the speed and the striking to put up a fight whereas Jacare kind of just walks forward and stuff with that style I think Adesanya would have an easy time with do you but think Jacare would have gotten him he's down? just too nah I, I don't think so Jacare in my opinion doesn't really have the best wrestling yeah not amazing to get he doesn't even try down. and get takedowns that often he's, he's willing to stand and then if you you know if, if, I guess if you give him the opportunity he'll do it but so they, 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 I don't know if they've officially announced it, but there's a lot of hints and rumors that they're going to be doing Adesanya and uh, Whitaker in September. Yeah, that September makes sense. Or October stadium, right? In the stadium, stadium in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. That's that going to be fucking nuts. That is to have a Kiwi against an Australian, like, and that in Australia as well. What last time they sold out fifty eight thousand with uh, Ronda Rousey and Holly yep. Holm. Yep. Right? Like I don't even think they had much Australian representation. Yeah, that and card. now they have a, their champion is an Australian, and the guy he's fighting is from New, New Zealand. Zealand. I know. How Come fucking nuts now. is that? Yeah, that's nuts. That's gonna that should be that's gonna be an interesting fight. I, I I would honestly have to favor Whitaker after the way Gaslam performed against Adesanya. Yeah, and Gaslam had some success. Yeah, the damage that Adesanya like you you have a fight like that, you I probably know. shouldn't be turning around in six months. What is it? So he fought uh, April thirteenth, and they fight in September. What is and that? that was also what his fourth or fifth fight in the one calendar yeah. year or something yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And now he's gonna turn around in like what four, another five months and have a war against what I don't know, man. That's okay. that that's a tall order, but. Yeah, should be a fun fight either way. So, in in Tony's realistic world, not realistic, let's say yeah. fantasy world, sorry. What's what's next? We got Jack Hermanson against who? I think they're going to do Gaslam. Jack and Gaslam. Hmm. Just because Romero is probably going to be booked with Costa, Gaslam and Hermanson both have reasons to kind of chill out a bit and relax before they take another fight. Gaslam's coming off a loss. So even just getting to fight number five, even though he's number four, is still probably good for him. Because who else is he going to fight above him, right? Yeah, Rockhold's going to get taken the rest out. Of the, the rest of the rankings are a little <laughs> rough, man. So, yeah, I, I, I'd probably go with Hermanson. We got Gaston number nine, Hermanson. Brunson, fighting fucking Elias, who's number 14, I think. Number 13, Derek, uh, or sorry, Jared Cannonier against Anderson Silva coming up. Where's Anderson ranked? Is he even ranked there? I, that's weird. Oh, he's not ranked. He's not ranked at all. When's the last time he fought? He oh he's fifteen. Oh he's number okay. fifteen. Oh yeah, he lost to uh, or he beat Derek Brunson. He lost Adesanya. They lost Adesanya. Yeah, that's crazy. He's fifteen now, just at the that's bottom, so and Adesanya is number one now. And yeah. and both of their last fights was <laughs> against each other. Nice. That is crazy. Uh, do you think Jack has what it takes to get a title shot? Realistically, if he fights he's... Kelvin Gastelum next, does he get past Gastelum? I think that's a tough fight for him. Kelvin's boxing. Kelvin's boxing is good, but Man. Jack is a huge 185. He is huge, actually. And he if he gets in, you know what? He definitely has the grappling advantage, too. Well, actually, I don't know. He's uh, top maybe, heavy. Maybe the wrestling advantage, yeah, and top good top game, but Kelvin has some quick-ass grappling, and he's, he's, 
He's got some, remember his rear naked but chokes? Is it, Quick my, is. my question is going to be, how does he deal with the strength of Jack? How does he deal with the size That's of true. Jack? Calvin really yeah. is a welterweight. Everybody, I, a welterweight. I, I think we all know it. He's I'm, a welterweight. It would not surprise me, nor you know, should it surprise you, that he should fucking be dropping down to 170 now. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like this middleweight experiment should be done. Like I, he I feel did like it. He made yeah. it to as far as he could. Exactly. Which they, is they, very respectable. They forced him to go up. He made a run for it. Got the wins to get into title contention. So it's like, okay, I'll just keep going with it. And then you I did had what you said. <laughs> a really tough fight that took years off your career at middleweight against I Adesanya. gave you guys a gem of a fight. Yeah. Now let me go back. Let me try my Hannah 170 again. Yeah, and two fights ago... I mean, he got kind of, pow- like, I guess... Um, uh, Weidman. He yeah, tossed a, around yeah. by Chris Weidman yeah. in terms of just getting, like, out-muscled. That's, yeah. That was the term I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Technically... Just out-muscled. Yeah. So, it just, he's just too small for the division. He should go back down. But that just shows how fucking good his stand-up is, his boxing, that he's so yeah. tiny and he's still lighting these dudes up. Fuck, like, yeah. he only he was had... landing on Israel, like... That's what I found crazy. Well. I think we're going to talk about that later, so I'm going to hold my yeah. thoughts. But yeah. No, that was insane, dude. That was nuts. Uh, I'm kind of happy to see Luke Rockhold go up to 205. Definitely. You know, I think his time at 185 is done. He I got mean, the title can't... there. Now just move up. One, he has, two... He's so good, and yeah. people kind of overlook it because they hate him. He's cocky, yeah. whatever. But... Even even the Romero fight, I think is that's his last fight, right? He got knocked out yeah, by Romero. He got knocked out. He was yeah. he was lighting well, kind of lighting him up. He was his boxing looked sharp, and he was beating Romero up until once again he always has that one little issue, one slip, his up. little check right hook that he always gets ah. countered with, and his chin up, and he just keeps getting put out by one shot. So maybe it would be way better for him to go up to two hundred five. The weight cut's probably not doing him any favors. Maybe that's why he keeps going out. Maybe, but. He's fighting Jan Blakovich, I think, in July. So do you think that yeah. he could make a serious title run here? Like, 100%. How, beats, Daniel Cormier is probably going to retire by the end of this year or next year. I'm surprised Daniel Cormier is still ranked number one at light heavyweight. I know he, Why is he even in the, the, the rankings? I mean, he should be there if he's there. But What do you mean? Like, you think he should just be a heavyweight? Yeah, he shouldn't be in the rankings there. He's just, he's the heavyweight champion. He, he probably won't even fight at 205 again. He fought. When was the last time he fought at 205? John Jones? Was right? it the loss to Jones? I think so. Because Jones hasn't... Was it uh, Vulcan? No, no, no. no Vulcan, Vulcan was, was before. before. Yep. I think you're right. No, he was champ. Remember, he was champ champ. And then had to, he got it stripped when Jones came back. Yeah, that's right. So who, so who did he beat to get... Oh, no, wait. He was reinstated the champion. And then I think he went up to fight Stipe, right? Then he he lost the belt. Stipe. Then they reinstated him with the belt. And then I think he fought Stipe. Why do I feel like he fought someone else before Stipe? Ah, and won. But going crazy. Yeah, whatever. Either <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I'm definitely happy to see Rockhold back. I think... Uh, he, fought, he fought Derek Lewis in November. but Yeah, that was after. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think he'll... Um, if, if he beats Blackovich, which he should, skill-wise... Like, I, like, skill-wise, he should clean up everybody outside of Gus, really. Yeah. Dude, him versus Gus... So if Gus gets past Anthony Smith and Luke 100%. Rockhold gets past Jan, that's, that's, that's the that's, fucking That's fight. the fight you make. So Rockhold realistically just needs two wins and he's getting a title shot. Who else is lingering there? Blakovitz and uh, Gus. Corey Anderson. I mean, if you Johnny think Walker. about it, if you're Luke Rockhold and you see that Anthony Smith got a title shot and yeah. Tiago Santos is getting the next shot and these were 
middle tier middleweights, <laughs> you're probably like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I, th why the hell didn't I jump up earlier? This this is just going to be easy. Well, as long as he doesn't get too cocky. Gus is watch a hard fight. Jan, for... Watch Jan fucking put him out. But yeah, I, oh god, that would be terrible. He yeah, should yeah. easily beat Jan as long as he. I think he should definitely try and take him down. But even stand up, he should be able to hold his own. Gus, I think, is a hard fight. Like, I, I just hope that, that his, chin, his chin issues and all that stuff it gets rectified once he go goes up to two hundred five. That's yeah. a twenty pound jump. That's so, what I'm, but I also he's like a that he's big took, fucking dude huge, as well, man. He's huge a big and he's dude. ripped too. So it's yeah. like I don't even know how he's making one eighty five. I'm interested to see how he looks with that extra twenty pounds on, and you know, is he going to look even more? Is he going to look Paulo Costa ish? Is he going to look fucking, yeah. you know? Is it gonna look uh, like muscle yeah. fat? Like how is yeah, it gonna how much look? Bigger is he gonna like, look? Twenty pounds is a lot. Like, that's a ton. That's a huge. That's a huge, huge jump. Yeah. I mean, you know, come I'm, to think of it, I'm kind of disappointed they just didn't do Rockhold Gus right away. Almost. Yeah, they're dilly dallying with this. I, I guess. Now. I guess they're just trying to give Rockhold a nice little uh, entrance fight True. into the division. Don't just give you Gus right away. But yeah. Oh, another thing, just to quickly point out, I don't like the Gus Smith booking. I don't like it either. Smith is they coming off a loss the, to the champion where he didn't do anything. Corey Anderson fight. Uh, I'm not mad with. The Corey I mean, Anderson think about fight. it. Smith's coming off a loss and fighting up. And he's number eight. That's fucking hilarious. He's coming off a loss to the champion in which I didn't like. A lot of people say, "Oh, he held his own." I don't, I thought he he fought very unimpressively. I didn't think it was that great at all. And now he's going to fight number two, who's coming look off at, a win. Look at number twelve. Oh no, wait. Gus is coming off the Jones loss too. They're both there. This guy's coming. Oh, yeah, Johnny Walker. <laughs> Johnny Walker's yeah. coming, baby. How is he ranked below Jimmy Manawa still? I don't know. Jimmy Manawa's fighting uh, Alexander Rakic next, who's not even oh, ranked. Gotta mention Corey Anderson, especially after he was on JRE. Yeah. Because the guy keeps talking about how he gets overlooked all the time, and he's kind of right. Yeah. Like, let's get him the a Glover, good fight. The Glover fight was very impressive. He should get Dominic, but I know that Dominic Hayes is probably going to be no. like, fuck, no, I want to fight up. So, Yeah. Corey Anderson. I think should be Corey Anderson just called out. Uh, who the fuck? They should have out? done Corey Anderson and Anthony Smith, not Anthony Smith and Gus, because Smith's coming off a loss, so he should fight down. Corey should get a nice little fight I with think, someone ranked above. Oh yeah, he could Corey dominate. Corey he actually, probably beat Smith. Corey was calling out Dominic Reyes. Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, but Reyes is Reyes is another up and comer who yeah. wants to fight up. He probably won't. Take but Corey that Anderson fight. isn't really an up and comer. Like he's already. Cemented, like, we know what he is. We know who he is. He just hasn't gotten the opportunities to prove himself. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's I don't really classify him as an up-and-comer. I think that's a good test for Dominic Reyes, to be honest. Like, it's a yeah. guy who's already established in the UFC, has a good No, no, no. I meant Dominic Reyes is an up-and-comer. Yeah, of. yeah, no. Like, Dominic Reyes getting, is an up-and-comer. Yeah, so that's why I don't think he wants yeah. to fight down at number eight, mm. especially against Corey Anderson. I don't think that does anything for him. And that's it's kind of a dangerous fight. He's up to number five. That's a dangerous fight, relatively. Yeah. Like, for stylistically. To, for me, Fuck, it's man. it's nuts that, that, fight, that he's even number five. Off of the Vulcan fight? Yeah. I think Vulcan's severely overrated when you think about his wins. Like, his wins Dude, were so quick. <laughs> he, has he, a, started getting he has a submission loss via neck crank. To Kelly Anderson yeah, or whatever? Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just... Even his wins, they were they were really quick. He didn't get to show much. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think maybe we're... And the Cormier fight, Cormier broke him and finished him twice. Yeah. People don't remember. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Round, at the end of round one, the bell yeah. saved him, and then he just broke him and finished him again. Like, it, it was, was not impressive. Easiest, that was the easiest battle. And then the Anthony Smith life. fight, he just gassed and felt yeah. like he did nothing while Anthony Smith finished. Smith didn't even look that That was bad. That he fight. looked really bad in that fight. It was just Vulcan not looking good. Yeah. And then, yeah, even the Reyes fight, I thought he lost that clear cut um, just based off lack of activity. He probably could have won it if he just did more. But, yeah, I, I don't... All right, that's yeah, that's, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our uh, middleweight talk with Hermanson as well. 
the main thing was Jack Hermanson just pretty much making a, a splash as soon as he beat Jacare here. Uh, but we're going to move right on to the double jab segment. All I've right. already gotten a lot of love for that segment. I know a lot of people who love hearing my man, uh, Big Rob's voice. What's going on, Rob? Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> He's back. He's back. So yeah, uh, we're slowly getting him to learn these MMA names. Some of them are a little bit harder <laughs> than uh, normal. I wish I could show you guys the script so uh, you guys can see how we actually have it phonetically spelled out for him. <laughs> but uh, he enjoys doing it anyway, so we're glad to have him along for the ride. So. Oh, he didn't have to say Hermanson? No. Nope. Because you know what I've told He's him. lucky. You He's know lucky. what I would have told Thank you. Oh, right? nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just let's leave yeah. that alone. <laughs> uh, all right, Rob, let's fucking, let's fucking go. Kick us off. All right, guys. So th- for the first one, uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing had their biggest event this past month with uh, Artem Lobov and Jason Knight headlining. What are your thoughts on bare knuckle boxing and how far do you think they can take it? Okay, so I didn't even watch this fight. Did you actually watch all of it? I did actually. Okay, I so didn't watch this fight. I didn't see this fight, but I did see highlights of it. Um, in terms of how far it can go, I think it just looks too brutal. So there's, it's probably always going to have a niche, smaller audience. Um, I don't, I don't really care to watch it in all honesty because. I, I, I tend to just like watching MMA because it's everything, the ground and everything. So after watching MMA, it's hard for me to kind of watch just straight boxing. Just straight, straight. And especially these guys, they're not established. They don't have a name. So it's not really, I guess, a thing for me to a certain degree or, or that much. But yeah, I, I think they'll always have their little niche and they can put on their events. But I don't think they're going to grow that much just based off like the cuts and the cosmetic damage it causes too. I mean, Jason Knight's face looked like fucking Chucky. <laughs> the, the doll, like yeah. that was that was pretty I bad. showed it to Big Rob as well and he was fucking disgusting. I didn't think it would be that bad, bare yeah. knuckle boxing, because yeah. uh, I think the problem is they, they still wrap the hands, right? If you, yeah. no, if you no, didn't no. wrap the hands, you can't They, they, they wrap the wrist. Yes, yeah, so, but th- that allows the them to punch full force too and uh, not worry about the wrist damage. I think if you just went straight, like no hand wraps or anything, it wouldn't be as brutal. And uh, I don't know might be better so i unlike you i did watch the artem lobov okay. fight and jason knight fight i saw uh i think the fight before it as well i can't remember who it was but i did also see the chris lieben finish as well i'm not okay. sure if you saw that i know How, i heard about it it was it's just i think it's just an outlet for these guys that are maybe a little bit older or maybe you know out of the ufc jason knight being a prime exa- example that's a good point and artem lobov being the example of guys that just like to fucking bang you know what i mean like they he artem lobov in his fights he doesn't like taking fights to the ground he just fucking swings he yeah. has T-Rex arms. He has the shortest reach ever recorded in man's history. And he just loves to swing. And he just gets lit the fuck up every time. Yep. Now, this time, he ne- he doesn't have to worry about takedowns. He doesn't have to worry about any type of clinch or anything like that. Because they break up clinches pretty quickly. Um, so, I think it's good for guys like him. Entertaining guys like him. Uh, and especially this fight that they have coming up now in June with him and uh, oh. Pauli Malinaji. <laughs> that is, in my that's opinion, crazy. that's going to be the barometer in terms of how much they're able to actually take bare knuckle boxing to the next level. Because Pauli Malinaji is probably the biggest name they're ever going to get in boxing. Let's be honest. We're not getting no Floyd Mayweather. We're not getting anything like that. So, um, I like the I like the sport, but uh, I, I don't know how far that they'll actually be able to take it. Definitely not UFC yeah. level. Yeah, just good point on the, it's good for the the, the let me bang bros. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Rob, what's, what, what do we got next? Okay, for number two, Khalil Roundtree put on an amazing performance against Eric Anders. What are your thoughts on his improvements? And are there any other fighters that come to mind that um, 
you know, have shown similar improvements between fights. All right, so I'm going to kick this one off. Uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier in terms of Cleo Roundtree probably having the performance of a lifetime, if not of this past month. Uh, again, very impressed with his uh, t striking, his Thailand style, uh, his Thai style with Tiger Muay Thai. Uh, I, I remember a lot of people shitting on him. They're like, yo, why the fuck is he in Thailand? He already has good striking. Why the, Why isn't he not going to like a AKA? Why isn't he not going to one of these more wrestling dominant That is kind camps? of a fair point before we saw him. <laughs> you know, yeah, before we saw him. And then he just comes out and completely proves everybody wrong. And just as a contrary point uh, in regards to to the wrestling, he is still getting wrestling out in Thailand. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, uh, I have it. I have friends that have been out there into Tiger Muay Thai, and they said they have a really good wrestling program too. So it's just because it's named Tiger Muay Thai doesn't mean that he's just working on his Muay Thai, right? And it's good that he worked on his clinch a lot too, because that will help him in these situations where people start to close the distance and engage in the clinch and try to get him down from there. So maybe he's going to be a little bit br more brutal there. I'm very happy with his improvements. Uh, the one thing, one fight I didn't want to touch in terms of similar improvements between fights, TJ Dillashaw between his title shot with Henry Burrell uh, and whoever the fuck he Easton. fought before them, Mike Easton, leaps and bounds, he looked better. So that that was think? that was actually my uh, one of my honorable mentions. But uh, another couple that I want to mention in terms of improvements, um, Robbie Lawler after he came in from Strike Force against Josh Koscheck. That was he was a huge yeah, underdog. Man. I I had money on Koscheck and he just ran through yes. him because he was lackluster at middleweight yes. in Strike Force and you wow. thought he's done and then he just came back into title and at a different division fight. too. Yeah, yeah, cut back down to welterweight, killed it. Crazy. Um, and then uh, I think my number one would have to be. Henry Cejudo against Wilson Hayes after the DJ fight, where he oh. came in in this weird, and he when he knocked him out, you're like, what the fuck? You just totally switched up your whole striking stance, and you springy on his feet, and he just destroyed him. So that was one of those where you're like, whoa. But I also had the uh, the Dillashaw brow after the Mike Easton fight, and uh, yeah, um, uh, Kalia, we kind of touched on it before, but uh, one thing that the most impressive for me out of that was that he controlled his striking. So that he was able to go three rounds and four keep knockdowns. It wasn't just craziness. It was like the whole time it was Cal even when he hurt Anders, just just stick to it, just stick to it, and he fought consistently. That was big in my opinion. That was the biggest part of that. What's next, Rob? What do we got? Uh, okay, guys, for number three, speaking of TJ Dillashaw, <laughs> tested positive for EPO. Is this a shock to you? And uh, what are your thoughts regarding uh, US, uh, sorry, USADA, PED, PEDS, and other fighters who have tested positive? Okay, so, well, maybe that's the reason he looks so good after the Eastern fight, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was able to keep up a good pace with the EPO. Um, I'm not surprised because if you look at how competitive that guy is, holy fuck, all he thinks about is winning all day, every day totally believable that he would take some EPO to be able to keep up a pace. <laughs> and to make that much more money. Let's uh, think about how much yeah, more money he made. 100%. And then when you look at, you know, Code, Cody tweeting in August 2018 about him taking EPO and talking about him, like, knowing Even him in the press him, conference. Benavidez not surprised about it. So it, it it's not surprising at all. He just seems so competitive that that's totally something that someone like him would do. Um, what was the other part of that question? Other fighters that makes you think of that have failed tests and like how oh. what it does to the legacies and stuff like that. I mean, it's funny. Ortega failed the test and nobody ever talks about that. They just quietly took they their suspension. The yeah, there's been a couple of other ones. I think it's before USADA because USADA kind of puts everyone on blast. Yep. This is the biggest drug test failure since USADA came out in terms of the name and the fact that there was absolutely no denial at all. 
like everyone else had the tainted supplement or dick pill excuse or whatever. This nothing. He just flat for, out admitted for it. For me, with TJ Dillashaw, it was not a shock at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm one thing that I've learned, like even way back in the day, like in 2011, 2012, when I really started working with the UFC behind the scenes and the score and all those guys. I forgot who it was, but there was one guy. Actually, I do remember who it was, but I'm not going to put him on blast. You guys would all know him. Anyway, uh, he said, whoever you think of in your mind, they're on steroids. Like, oh, yeah. Whatever fighter you think of, I'm like, Jose Aldo, he goes, he's on steroids. <laughs> Frankie Edgar, I'm like, he's more than likely on steroids. Like, all these Frankie, guys. damn. All the, he believes everybody is somehow, some way, trying to cheat the system. And with this USADA thing, USADA wasn't even a thought back when I was talking to him about it, but... Now, like, these guys are going to keep getting popped. I think TJ Dillashaw was kind of the more flaunting it out there, but never really being suspected, which was weird. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's weird because his style is based his off style of is endurance, based off and he's using EPO. Yeah. That nullifies a lot of what his What happens when he comes back in two years? Yeah. And he's off that shit. Yeah. Could he have find something else, right? Like Exactly. It's, that's insane to me. All right, Rob, what do we got for number four? Okay, guys, so number four, uh, we got... Uh, Bellator and Ryzen have done a couple cross-promotion super fights. If you were in control, what cross-promotion fight would you make today? Oh, that is me first. All right. Uh, There were two that I had come to mind. Um, One would be, uh, I want to see Gegard Mousasi come back to the UFC. So I'm taking like anybody into consideration. So any promotions, all right? Um, I'm thinking Gegard Mousasi coming back to the UFC to defend middleweight Bellator belt, whatever they want to call it. Uh, right now, we got Bobby Knuckles as the champ. So that would be a great fight, in my opinion. But one fight as kind of like a hardcore night that a lot of people will probably look over and not give a shit about. And I would probably not spell any pay-per-views with this fight, but I don't give a fuck. I want to see Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Alima Leigh McFarland. Okay. I think I, Valentina I've would been, run her over. But. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, you know what? No, I don't totally agree because yeah. Alima Leigh McFarland is, is she's really good. Like, she has really good jiu-jitsu. And she keeps keeps improving her striking. I think Valentina Shevchenko will have the advantage, obviously, on the feet. But I think that uh, if Alima Le is able to get this into like clinch positions, maybe somehow get this fight to the ground, I think her jiu-jitsu could make it very interesting. She has a great offensive guard. She's always looking for reversal sweeps. You got you got to watch some of her fights, man. She's fucking amazing. She's. I've only really seen good. highlights. Yeah, I have not it's, seen a full it's fight. It's unfortunate for her that she hasn't had the the stiffest of competition in Bellator to really showcase. Yeah. Her skills, but she's doing what what she can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair what, what do you What um, do you got? I definitely agree with you, Musasi Whitaker. Musasi is probably one of those like out of anybody who should be in the UFC that's not in the UFC. That's like a travesty that he's not in the UFC. Yeah. Like that guy should be at the that top. That one of the felt division like a kick in the dick when Musasi. Yeah. Left. That one definitely should have been uh, should have been up there. Uh, another one that's kind of like I guess in my opinion, I, I I would probably know who would win it, but I think a good fun fight would be Horaguchi and Cejudo. Ooh. I would definitely like to see that fight. Just the way Horaguchi's kind of been tearing shit up at Ryzen. Yep, yep. Um, well, he's booked for and the fight Caldwell. And he just beat fucking yeah. Caldwell. Rematch is coming They're up. They're doing they a rematch the now. Rematch. But yeah, that that was that was one off the top of my head. I guess you could go with... Um, yeah, no. I don't know, actually. There's <laughs> one 135. We got Darian Caldwell and uh, Marlon Moraes, potentially. Yes, actually, Caldwell. I, I would actually like to see Caldwell against Sterling. Stylistically, I think that would be a nice little fun fight. Because they got similar yeah, yeah, builds. Yeah. Caldwell's got the wrestling. Sterling's got the wrestling. And he's a little more funky with the submissions with the, and stuff. And striking, too. So I think that would be that, a that's fun a, fight to watch, yeah. that That's definitely something that I would... Yeah, that's one thing that's that I didn't really think That's probably Caldwell's about. first fight if he jumps in. 
He, you think he's going to leave the UFC? I, I, I don't think so. I think they're like paying. him and Chandler. I think are diehard Bellator guys. They're probably just going to stay there. Even just a quick thing: Rory McDonald got two hundred thousand dollars to fight John Fitch. I mean, that's kind of easier money than what he would get in the UFC. So Bellator is probably paying these higher name fighters like good money. So yeah. like a Caldwell. Why, why wouldn't you just would take that easy money to fight lesser competition? UFC's killers, man. They're not going to pay you that much. All right, uh, Rob, what's what's last? Okay, last one, number five. Israel uh, Dai Sanya and Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> Sorry. You got it. <laughs> had a war for the ages at UFC 236. What did you think of the fight? And uh, what's next for them? Tony? Um, so I'd like to ask you a question. Is that the best middleweight title fight or just title fight or middleweight fight? Like in either of those three categories, is that at the top of either of those lists? Cause that fight was insane in terms of even like, okay, going back, like live, you have to take in the tension that was happening cause it was going back and forth. Yeah. It was tied up going into the fifth and then Adesanya runs away with it with three knockdowns in that fight. Gaslam somehow surviving. Gaston looking so short and pudgy and still able to hit this tall, rangy kickboxer. Like, I thought Adesanya was easily kind of going to be able to beat him and get out of, like, he would, Adesanya, I think, I thought offensively Adesanya would do what he did in the fight, but I thought defensively he'd be able he'd be to get out more. of his range more easily. Especially you, with the, the reach discrepancy. Yeah, right? but then you also, you got to watch it, man. Monday Morning Analyst, Luke Thompson kind of breaks down <laughs> how Gaslam was able to get in with his footwork and this little technique of grabbing. He was actually grabbing Adesanya's hand Deep at hand. times and putting pulling it out of the way and then going in and punching him. So just just that kind of surprised me. Like, I really thought, like, you know, Adis I didn't even think Gaslam deserved the fight. I thought he was coming off a loss. So that he performed way better than I expected, and the fight was just insane. So I'm going to start off by answering your question. Okay. The only other middleweight title fight that comes to mind that had me kind of as riveted as this one did was uh anderson silva versus chelsea Chels yeah. yeah the first fight like even though it wasn't as flashy and bloody and crazy oh, as what, what this fight happening? what was happening was the most fucking crazy and for like, the time like for the you time, have to understand what anderson, anderson was silva time. was unbeatable. unbeatable anderson silva was the god he was the goat undeniably the goat the way he was finishing everybody, the way he was just going about things, and then Chilson comes in here, goes four and a half hard rounds of controlling him on top, beating him, beating him up, like landing good shots from on top. Maybe not advancing guard or anything like that, but was beating him up enough to keep the fight on the ground. Yep. And then uh, we all know what happened in the fifth round where he... But either way, he tested positive that fight. He would have got stripped. Yeah. Anderson Silva would have got the title back. He was at like it a 17 been, to 1 yeah. TE ratio. Yeah. To but, it, but in terms of Izzy and Gaslam, man, that fight was just insane. It really came down to that fifth round, in my opinion. We had a 2 2 going into that fifth. Yeah. And Adesanya just Clear pushed cut. a little bit harder, was able to get the better moments and uh, okay. pulled away with that fight. Kelvin's fucking chin. Like, he should Ridiculous. have been finished like six Ridiculous. times in that fight. It shouldn't have even been like a, a war. It really, Adesanya probably should have put him out easy, like quicker, but. I would not fucking go out. <laughs> you, you guys know how I like to do the leeways, right? So I'm okay. going to find a way to leeway this into the next one. So we're talking about Israel Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum. A fight that would have been very fun for him at welterweight had he been there when oh, yeah. Rory Mack was still in town. Would have been really good. So our that next topic is pretty fight. much Rory McDonald getting that victory over John Fitch. He moves on in the welterweight Grand Prix. So we touched on the welterweight Grand Prix uh, when we had episode one, I believe. So now... We're into the second round. We got Rory McDonald against Neiman Gracie. 
and we got uh, Michael Venom Page against Diego Lima. I picked Neiman Gracie as my dark horse of the of this tournament. I forgot who you picked. If we were to who you, I think I took win. Lima, didn't I? You thought Lima was going to win the entire yeah. thing. You think? I want to okay. take. I want to say Lima. With the way things have gone now, we've seen the first round. Ooh, this is yeah. Do you still uh, feel let's, the same let's way? Let's just quickly touch on that Fitch McDonald fight. So. Uh, we watched it together. I was kind of falling asleep in and out. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh, it was it was late. But from yeah. what I saw, I saw a lot of Fitch controlling. But then when there were stand up periods, Rory would just destroy him. Uh, you thought, like Hadley. watching it live, that Hadley, I thought he Fitch had a three, at won. least three rounds. Yeah, Minimum and you were surprised at the decision. Yeah. Then I remember, like, I went online. Most people actually had it for Rory based off damage. They seemed huh. to give him one, two, and four. So and because they, they felt that Fitch didn't really do anything controlling. But either way, for Rory. That was a weird fucking fight. Everyone thought Very he was going to blow him out of the water. And for Fitch to control Rory like that, when Rory kind of handled Tyron Woodley, that was a little, huh? Like, what is going on The thing on about here, Fitch, but... though, is he's always had that grindy yeah, style. Yeah, he just doesn't stop. And he's strong. Like, he, he is a stop. physically imposing guy. And he Woodley has good cardio. shoot and stop. And then, yeah, Fitch will just keep going. But I don't know. It just, like, Rory really should have probably blown him out of the water. And now I think he's probably going to be an underdog going into the Gracie fight. See, I was hoping you were not going to say that. Why? <laughs> I was hoping that, you know, I was going to say that Neiman Gracie is still going to come into this fight as an underdog, but probably not as big of an underdog because of the performance oh, that he just really? had against okay. John Fitch. I got to watch a little bit more tape on Neiman Gracie to really understand how he's able to get these fights to the ground and if it's going to be something that he's going to be able to do with Rory McDonald. Yeah. And we've seen that if he can pressure Rory against the cage, that you can be successful with takedowns depending on how hey, consistent if- you stay, stay with it. And you would expect a guy like Neiman Gracie to be able to string his wrestling together, to maybe hop on the back, pull guard if he needs to from certain points. So I, you think that he might even be a favorite going? Yes, because of the not only the performance against Fitch, but Rory's post-fight comments. That, that guy might concerning. be mentally checked. He out, really man. backpedaled ever since. Then. I mean, like, he's all religious. Stuff. Found God. He's he's he doesn't feel like he has that spirit to hurt people anymore. That's a problem. Neiman Mentally, Gracie's trying to come out here and win a million dollars Neiman Gracie, and change his life. Yes, Neiman... What is it? Hold on. Uh, one one thing to touch on after that, but uh, after my quick comment, but Neiman Gracie is an up-and-comer. Yeah. He wants it. He's, yeah. like, trying to get there. He's made, Rory's he's there. Name. Rory's there and almost mentally checked out. Like, this is not good for him. I And it's a quick turnaround on top of that. Yeah, June, right? Yeah, he's got to get his head together and That's get in nuts. the game. I think... Neiman Gracie is probably going to sub him and probably will be the slight favorite, I think. I really do. Uh, one thing. What's this whole... I didn't... Did they announce that the the, the, the winner gets a million dollars? Yeah. Did they announce that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I kept hearing <laughs> that and I'm like, what? Like, is, I thought no. it was just a, each fight is just, you know, th- there was no prize or anything. It was just no. the, the tournament. I didn't realize it was a million dollars. Winner, online, winner of the tournament but, is obviously going to be the champion. Oh, wait. On top and of, the, on top of the, the payment that they got... I think so. In I'm each fight leading they up must, to it. They must. Or is it an accumulated no, million? No, no, no. No, no right? No. They must. They must uh, have like a legit $1 million prize. Okay. Okay. They well, hopefully, like the PFL route of things. Right? Hopefully that's enough motivation for Rory. But the way it looks right now, man, it, it I don't know. It's not looking good for him to win that fight. I think Neiman Gracie's probably going to so win say that fight. So say Neiman Gracie goes out there. Yeah. Pulls off the upset of what I think would be an upset. Yeah. Um, Diego Lima starches. Michael Venom Page, which I, I th- he opened up at like minus 300 or some shit. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't think he's going to starch him, but I think he's going to beat him. Five rounds? Think. Um, he might be able to finish him. I, 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 Page, 
Like I think durable. I think people underestimate Paige still a little bit because yeah. like it's just really the grappling. Um, yeah. and Diego, and Lima's pr definitely a better grappler than Paul Daly. Yeah. So that's not a good look for Paige. But I, yeah, I I could see it going to a decision. I don't think he gets like destroyed on the feet or anything like that or pressured. And I think he might actually do better than people think. He might. I think he'll take a couple of rounds, maybe one or two rounds from Lima. But I think Lima will get it done. I he'll look better than the, the daily fight. Something tells me about that. I believe that's the same night as uh, Rory and Nima. Oh, are they doing both of them at the I same time? I think so. If they I'm not mistaken, be. they should be doing around that the same time. Okay. So they could even wrap this tournament up by October, considering how quickly yeah. they're going with this thing. Yeah. The only thing that really held this up was Rory McDonald going up to face Gegard Mousasi. Because yeah, I'm pretty was... sure the first fight of the tournament happened, and then they had Rory versus that, Gegard. That was... Terrible booking in terms of timing too, Snow and then you had Rory get destroyed before he has to get into a tournament. At least he got to fight John Fitch in his first fight, so you know he's not going to take damage. Yeah, <laughs> he just but got he, tired. Yeah, but he could possibly have lost that decision. Yeah, and the one thing that really struck me in that as well is John Fitch didn't complain much. It didn't seem like he complained about the the decision. I, I think after he the just. Fact. I think he just knows. His style and realizes like, yeah, I got hit a lot, but I also controlled a lot, so I just hope they're favoring control. I don't think you can argue either way in that fight. I do think damage should 100% outweigh control. So I looking agree. at it from that standpoint, maybe it's probably the right call for Rory. Was to it, I think it was round four where Rory really had him hurt. Like was he, that? Was it round? I think four? that was round four. Okay. It, it seems like everyone. Round four, from what I saw in the scoring, it was. One, one and two, two Rory, three and five Fitch, and then four was like damage versus control because Fitch controlled him for like the last two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. But then when Rory was lighting him up, he heard him. So I would go with the damage. I'm, I'm okay with Rory moving on. If but, he yeah, bad performance. W where does Rory go from here, though? Like, you, you think he's going to lose in the next fight? I think, I think, I think if he loses in the next fight. Maybe it's time to retire, and I think if he wins the next That's fight, complete the tournament. ridiculous to say, considering that, you know, just a couple Man. of years ago, not even a couple of years ago, we thought Rory was, like, the next coming of GSP. I know. He had, he never really lived up to his potential, though. He had just kept getting all these losses in between and having some lackluster fights, and you're like, oh, man, like, he's not getting better. The like, Wonderboy fight was so weird. He, yeah. I was there, I was there live for that one. That one he, was He weird. says he trained like an idiot for that. I remember him commenting on that. Like, he was only trading like karate stuff or something i don't know like to counter that he just kept doing the imanari that role. role yeah like, <laughs> and it was not working no i don't I, I just didn't understand his approach in that fight and it was a very pivotal fight for him too considering it was the last yeah. one on his contract he knew like it was bellator ufc after this bellator with the loss ufc yeah. i get a better contract yeah right i don't know I, I i personally think he's he's just been on the downhill like Do you after, think after that lawler fight i think lawler just took his like it was that that, yeah. that fight where he broke his, that was just too much for him. Like after that, he's never been the same. Do you think there's a universe that we see Rory eventually return to the UFC? I think he's done. I I think he'll. I mean, you're getting paid more in Bellator than you would probably make in the UFC. Or well, I guess now if he went back to the UFC, he'd get more money because of what his value is in Bellator. But to f it wouldn't be enough of a raise to fight those killers. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the thing. It's not gonna. And at this point, like. He's not like a young up-and-comer coming through. He has a lot of fight years on him. He might just be done with it, just the way he's talking and stuff. So I think he just rides it out of Bellator, collects a, a couple couple more checks, and then he should just exit the game, be done with it. There was one intriguing super fight that I thought we could do uh, in Bellator if these guys continue to win. Yeah. was uh, Rory against Ben Henderson. I know Ben Henderson's a little oh. bit over the hill, 
But it's just two names that are like mm-hmm. kind of in the same weight classes, could be in the same weight class and at welterweight. I know. I, I think it's yeah. just my bias for fucking Ben Henderson. You know, I've always yeah, been a fan uh, of that guy, and I know. just want to see bigger things from him. I, I like, didn't even I watch like that. Ben too. Yeah, I didn't but... watch his last fight with Piccolotti, and you want to another split, split decision, split decision. <laughs> just ben seems Henderson. to fucking happen all the time. He either loses them or wins them. So let's let's put a finality to this. Who wins the Bellator tournament? I think uh, I think Lehman beats Gracie in the final. And I think you're going to say Gracie beats Lima in the final, aren't you? You fucking know. <laughs> you fucking know. I can know. see it either I way, though, because you like that's a classic striker, striker versus, versus grappler. grappler. So damn. where depends on where the fight stays or goes, right? So fuck. I, mean, I didn't. Even I'm think actually really excited way. about this tournament. Bellator is making some good moves with Me, these tournaments. It's surprising like that Neiman is becoming that guy, right? Like yeah. That, like he was the absolute dark horse. He was the the underdog in the fucking Ed Ruth fight. Everybody thought Ed Ruth was gonna go up. Ed Ruth was him. the next big thing, yeah. And he yeah. Looks, didn't he sub him the first round? Was it the first round? I, I don't remember when he subbed him, but he definitely okay. subbed him. That one was crazy. Yeah, that was uh, impressive. This is almost shades of uh, Daniel Cormier. You know what I mean? Coming into the heavyweight Grand Prix, not really known. Goes I, out there, oh beats fucking God. Bigfoot Silva. Goes I remember out there, watching that ragdolls Josh Barnett. I remember watching the Bigfoot fight because nobody knew who Cormier was. He's just a fill-in. And he you think Bigfoot's going to destroy him. And, and this that was tiny nuts. little pudgy guy just knocks <laughs> out this monster. That was it nuts. was hilarious. All right, let's fucking put a wrap on this uh, episode with our last little segment, which is what our most anticipated fight of... Keep forgetting about what the What do we fights? got? April, me, May? What month are we in? We're in May. Which is the most anticipated uh, fight of the month? I can kick this off if you're still looking for it. I just keep forgetting the goddamn. <laughs> fu- I have like three in mind, and then they'll slip my mind. Okay, you go. All right, I got I got two. One honorable mention. I got him, yeah. Honorable mention is Jessica Andrade against Rosanama Yunus. Very excited for that fight. Yes. I've always been big on Jessica Andrade. She is the female John Lineker who is actually you know achieving her potential. So I'm very excited for her to finally get a title shot. Very well deserved. Uh, and then against a very competitive Rose Namajunas who continues to elevate her game every time we see her. You know, she beat Ioana Janjacek. You know, she didn't finish her the, the second time, but you saw that she was still able to hang for five full rounds against a girl that many believe were like the, the greatest uh, women fighter of all time in Ioana Janjacek. So in this fight against Jessica Andrade, you know, it's very close in terms of the striking. You know, I mean, you're getting the power of Jessica Andrade, and then you're getting the finesse and technique of Rose Namajunas. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two styles clash. Uh, but for me, the fight I'm most anticipating this this month, Jose Aldo against uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. I can't fucking wait for that fight. Alexander Volkanovsky is another guy that I've been huge on for a, a long time now, and I'm excited for him to get this pretty much title contention shot. This is his his opportunity to secure that title shot. We know what's we have some more clarity in the featherweight division with Max Holloway losing to Dustin Poirier. Uh, so it's pretty we agreed on it earlier on this episode. You know what I mean? Alexander Volkanovsky with a win over Jose Aldo should secure a title shot. And I think Sorry. it's very important. I think it's probably the most important fight in the month, uh, especially for the featherweight division. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see Volkanovsky achieve his full potential, get a name like Jose Aldo under his belt. Uh, and then, uh, you know, go on to fight Max Holloway hopefully later this year. What's your most anticipated fight? I'd actually agree with you. I was going to go with the same thing, Volkanovski. Although, <laughs> just because of stylistically, you know they're going to yes, go at it. Yes. And importance, like you said. Yeah. Just, There's a lot just of significance. Significance, significance in the division, for sure. My other, my one of, that's actually, I'll, I'll rank that number two. But okay. my other honorable mention is the same thing. Nama Yunus versus uh, Andraj. Because I think... 
I think it's obvious. Skill-wise, Nama Yunus is much better. But Andrade, her fucking chin and her <laughs> hands, granite. it doesn't make any sense. It's fucking granite. Andrade defensively is terrible. Nobody yeah. acknowledges this because well, she just eats every shot, though. <laughs> yeah, like, no, nothing affects nobody's her. Nobody's able to do it. That's why Yuana beat her, because Yuana yeah. is able to keep the pace of just circling for yeah. five rounds. So just kept you, Rose her. is going to be able to do that, for sure. And that's the thing. Stylistically, if anyone else can do it, Rose can. But Rose has been shown to kind of mentally wilt when you pressure her and start to get her, like Carolina yeah. did it. Oh, and yeah. you can see the look on her face. Like, she kind of mentally checks out during the fight. And you know you're going to get constant pressure from Jessica. Exactly. So what are you going to get? Are you going to get first-round rolls the whole fight where she's just on? Because if she is, I don't think Andras has a chance. I think I think it would be super impressive if Rose can finish fucking Andras. I don't think it'll happen, but um, I, 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 I think uh, it'll... I think, yeah, that's just going to be a very telling fight for Bef- Rose. Before you get on to yeah. the main one that you're talking about, yeah. look how top... We've talked about both fights from uh, UFC 237. Yeah. Look how top-heavy that card is. It's really, yeah. The top three fights, Rose Nami Yunus... Little Nog drugs. is fighting? Conor versus uh, Spider. Uh, all the way against Volkanovski, and then it just falls off a cliff from there. But, like, again, if you're a hardcore nut, you're into these fights, I get it. I'm into these fights. But yeah. from a casual perspective, 100%. Thiago Alves against Laureano Staropoli. Staropoli just made his fucking debut at UFC Argentina a couple yeah. months ago. Decent went under his belt, uh, but big step up against Thiago Alves. Does he really deserve a main card slot? I don't know. Uh, Francisco Tronaldo against Diego Ferreira. That's a good fight. Lonog against Ryan Spann. That's a that's a pretty much a cupcake for Ryan Spann, hopefully. Uh, Thiago Moises against Kurt Hollibaugh that's going to be a banger of a fight uh, Irene Aldana against Betch Coea meh BJ Penn versus Clay Guida fuck you uh, Lu- Luana Carolina versus Priscilla Cachoeira no idea who fuck Carolina is Cachoeira you know hopefully she needs another win uh, yeah, Warley Alves against Sergio Moraes maybe that's that, a good stylistic that should match. be on the fucking main that card that really should I was looking at that fight stylistically come on they're high level grapplers Ooh, that should be fun okay I completely overlooked this fight Hany Barcelos against Said Nurmagomedov. That is a banger of a fight. Is Holy it? Shit. I don't know who Barcelos Dude, is. I know Said. Go when you go home, fight past Hany Barcelos' last two fights. Okay, you'll fucking see why. All right, the guy is a monster. Gonna do he that. He is really good. He was the LFA champ. I'm pretty sure LFA or Titan, one of those regional promotions, then came over. But murder, really, All really right. fucking good. Uh, and then Said Nurmagomedov just fucking stopped uh, Ricardo Hamosh in his last fight. That was in a very good. impressive fashion. He probably should have lost the Scoggins fight. A lot of people felt Scoggins won but there. But he showed out in his last he, fight. He did pretty good. Against yeah. a very promising prospect yeah. in, uh, in uh, uh, Ricardo Hamosh. Yep, that's true. But uh, let's get your and pick for uh, most anticipated fight. Um, I'm going to have to go with Iaquinta versus Cowboy. Because that is also a top-tier fight in terms very of rankings-wise. And... I think it's going to be more fun to watch yeah. than Aldo Volkanovski just by a bit. Cause you, I could see that. You just look at Iaquinta and who, who, who Al Iaquinta and Cowboy are. Come on, man. They're just going to go at it. And I know Volkanovski and Aldo's going to go at it, but I feel like you're going to get more in the Cowboy Iaquinta fight. Because more entertainment. Vol- Volkanovski, yeah. Aldo. It feels like that fight might be a little shorter because they're more they're more able to put each other out. Yeah. Whereas I think with Iaquinta and Cowboy, you're going to get a lot more of a fight before maybe there's a finish a in finish the later. later but, and I think it's all going to be super fucking entertaining. And who, awesome. who do you lean? I'm going to have to go with uh, Al Iaquinta because he is really good at pressuring and getting in guys' faces, and he's not going to wilt under you know Cowboy strikes. And that's Cowboy's kryptonite. Like if you can get right in his face and not give him his distance and not give a fuck. Yeah, 
you you're pro you you could pro easily take him out. So and Iaquinta is like top of the game right now. So I I, th I think I, I actually think I, I just recorded the mm -hmm. logcast two days ago and I actually sided with Cowboy. Really? Yeah. Okay, but I, I would not be surprised I if Cowboy him. wins. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm setting my limit at plus one fifty. If we get Cowboy at plus one fifty, okay. I'll probably put a little bit of money on him. But I, I totally but be very compressed. I totally wouldn't be surprised if Cowboy had kicked him to death. I or am something. over the narrative of Cowboy is Chinny. He could still get put out, sure. But I think people were putting a little bit too much stock in the fact that he is Chinny. Honestly, Darren when Hill did put he... him out? Was the last time I? But no, he even that he never got put out. They were all TKOs. There was another. There was another one. Uh... Dos Anjos rushed him. Darren yep. Till. Darren Till broke his nose. It, that's why Cowboy turned away. He's like, no, not the face because you broke yeah. my nose. And then uh, Jorge Masvidal was the bad one. Yeah, that one. That was, was the bad. one where at the end of the first round he was out, and then Herb let him continue, and then he got he TKO'd woke, in the yeah. second round, uh, just standing against the cage. But he also took that fight after a tough fight against Matt Brown only a month later. Yeah, that was a really quick turnaround for him because he wanted to fight quick in Denver, turnaround. right? And Jorge Masvidal's boxing, come on, man. That, that guy's going to put anybody fucking out. Let's see. The last time he got knocked out was... It was a Darren Till was a TKO. October like, 2017. Then before that was George... Uh, Jorge Masvidal in January. He got rocked in the Yancey fight, I he think. He went three rounds with Robbie Lawler and ate some good shots there, too. That was a tough fight, yeah. Right. Robbie so pressured him in the that. first Yancey and third. Yancey Medeiros, he, he didn't eat too many shots. Leon Edwards, he started with for five rounds. He took a couple of Mike Perry shots, and then Mike Perry shot himself in the foot. Alexander Hernandez took big shots from an up-and-coming prospect there, too. So I think Iaquinta does possess knockout power and could get the victory here via that route. But I think we will we'll see a, you know a better Cowboy Cerrone than most people are thinking. Cool. I, yeah, just based off what we saw in the Hernandez fight, Hernandez never adjusted properly. So I think like just a caliber fight of like Ally Quinta, with like, you know Longo in the corner too. I think he'll be able to just come up with a good game plan and if anything make adjustments. Plus, I, I just think his, his boxing is ridiculous. Al, it's gonna it's crazy. gonna be a fucking sick fight. Yeah. That fight, Volkanovski and Aldo's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then Andrade Namajunas is gonna be crazy as well. But. That pretty yeah, much puts a bow on episode three, man. To, uh, dude, dude, I can't wait. And another thing that we want to kind of confirm and officially announce now, every two weeks. Oh, yes, bi yes, bi-weekly. Bi -week, bi we're we're going to fit that into Rob's schedule as best as possible, but <laughs> we are going to do this shit on a bi-weekly bi basis, uh, you know, get the fucking train rolling a little bit more um, and fucking pump the shit out of this, man. I fucking have so much fun doing this. Yeah, talking like, about so MMA. Easy. It's like, like an outlet to get yeah, it out. It's so easy. Who else am I going to talk Rob, is, <laughs> Rob with the magic with everything. Yeah. Everything <laughs> you see here and, like, everything, that's him, man. That is all him. We're just here to look pretty and talk about fucking guys punching each other in the face. I feel like Callum from Fighter of the Kid. I just yeah, I just show come up. Where do I sit? Where do I, sit? Yeah. What do I talk what about? Huh? What do I talk about? All right, cool. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. Uh, so, yeah, we should be back in about two weeks' time. I'm going to be going on vacation next week. Tony's just going to be that. fucking doing whatever the fuck he does. Yeah, chilling out. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, but I'll be back for it. Again, I said on this last episode of the Logcast, I'm going to be recording UFC 237's episode uh, on my phone while I'm in Saskatchewan, so it's going to be a little bit lower quality than normal, but I still want to get the content out there for you guys, so be, t be sure to check that out next week. Um, good luck on the fights this weekend. Good luck on the fights next weekend. And then we'll, me and Tony will see you guys yes. in two weeks' time. In two weeks, yes. All right. We're out. Later. Later. Peace. All right. How long was that? Oh, it's 6.35. God damn. We went late. What was that?